Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to go off script today, switch it up a little, and introduce you to a non-Redemption Press author, but I think someday she is going to be one, Stephanie Gass. And let me tell you a little bit about her before we roll this incredible conversation. Stephanie Gass is a CEO, wife, boy mom, coffee lover, and hashtag PJs all day enthusiast. Steph helps women get clear on their niche, start a podcast, and grow a successful online business God's way. She is the host of a top 0.5%, like that's not the top 1%, but the top half of 1% globally ranked podcasts for Christian entrepreneurs, The Stephanie Gass Show. So make sure you find that show, follow it, make sure you subscribe to it, whatever it is you have to do to make sure it ends up in your inbox every week because she is amazing. She believes that it is possible to partner with God to create impact and income without sacrificing or buying into social media hustle. All right, let's go ahead and run that conversation. So I am just so excited about going off script today (laughs) and having a special guest on the All Things Podcast. So Steph Gass, welcome to the All Things Podcast. Hi, Athena. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're willing to go off script. Yes, (laughs) I love that. I love that. Whenever God orchestrates divine appointments, you know, sometimes we just have to go outside of our little old box. And that's what we are doing today. But I'm super excited to do that because you bring so much wisdom to the table on how to really utilize the technology of podcasting to really help anyone get their product, their message in front of new audiences. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. But before we jump into our topic for the day, how a podcast can help you skyrocket your book, I would love and our listeners would love to hear your favorite Romans 828 story. We all have lots of them, but mm-hmm. I always like for our um, audience to just get a sneak peek into how God works in your life when sometimes we can't see how he's going to do that. So let's just start there. Yeah. So thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And, you know, as I was thinking about a time that God had been working for my good, even though sometimes we don't see it. What came to my mind is when I first started my entrepreneurship journey, so I've been an entrepreneur for 11 years now, and I started out in the network marketing space. And while I was a Christian, I hadn't really found who who Jesus was, right? We weren't really yoked. I didn't, I hadn't created a friendship with him yet. I didn't have a relationship. 
And so I had built this business at the expense of everything in my life. Mm -hmm. I went, I'm an achiever. I'm a go-getter. And probably like so many of you, when we start out, we think this is all on me. So I am in control of the success that I create. So I went for it. And boy, did I get it. Within four years, I was a top 1% earner in that company. I had walked the stages and you know was a speaker and all these things. But what was happening on the inside was that this had become the idol in my life, this business, this achievement, and everything was second to it. My family, my very young kiddo at the time, um, which is really sad to say, when I look back and think, wow, I was so deceived because I thought I was doing it all for them. I really did, but I was so tricked by what I thought was going to create happiness and joy and purpose in my life and my heart. And you don't realize that you're just trying to fill a void by chasing after this idol and trying to plug this hole, right? So I did this whole thing for another year or so. And I kept hearing, like feeling this tug. And I did now know it was obviously Holy Spirit. I call those discernment alarms now. But at the time, I just kept putting it away. Like, no, I've got to make this work. And God's so amazing how he works. And sometimes we have to be taken to a, a place where something is really difficult before we can really see it for what it was. So my business kind of started to crumble. And um, my team started leaving to different companies. And my revenue within a year was cut into about a third of what it was. And I was working, I was trying harder and harder and harder to make this thing work. And it was like, I wouldn't let go of it. I was gripping it with white knuckled ferocity. Like I've got to make this work because it was my identity. Mm. And all the while, like telling myself it's worth it, it's worth it. And I wouldn't listen. I'm very stubborn. So the Lord had to step in and basically rip the rug out from under me. And the thing basically just fell apart. And I sat there. The moment I knew was that I was on the couch and I looked at the bank account and I'd been kind of like making up excuses. And, and in that moment, there were there was not enough money to pay the bills. And I had to go to my husband and say, hey, like, we can't pay the bills this month. And like the first beautiful moment of like God's grace was in him when he said, it's okay. We'll borrow the money from Miles Savings account and we'll pay it back later. Like he was very loving and kind. And I was surprised. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were going to like yell at me, you know, but he was like, no, this is, this is okay. And so we ended up doing that. And long story short, I had a newborn at this time. I was 60 pounds overweight. I was drinking uh, excessively. I was overeating my feelings. Everything was wrong in my life. And now the money was gone and the identity was gone. And so you can imagine, Athena, the beautiful black hole that I had dug myself with nowhere to go but God. Mm. And so in that moment, I sat there with tears streaming down my face and I got out a sheet of paper and I said, God, who am I supposed to be? I have no idea who I am anymore. Tell me, where do I go from here? And I, he wrote on the paper, you are my daughter and we are going to redo this whole thing. And he, there was a whole list of stuff that I wrote on the paper, Athena, from, um, you know, you're going to get your health back. You are a loving, grace-fueled wife. You're a present mom. Business was last on the list. And so that was the day that he began redeeming everything I had screwed up and said, you are called to be this incredible, powerful businesswoman, but we're going to do it 
my way this time. Mm. And so the, the last six years have been a full out redemption story to today, which is the beautiful outcome of, of his hands in my business, which are I'm present with my kids. I'm healthy. I've been two and a half years sober. Like it's amazing what he can do when you surrender it all to him. So it's really come full circle. I love that. Oh my. Well, that, and that is, you know, what we think if this crumbles, this, this is who I am. How, how, how can anything good come from this? And then to have him bring you full circle and have that be what had to happen for you to really be who he created you to be. Yeah. He's so good. Wow. wow. Amen. Okay. So that was a, this is a great segue. Who are you and what do you do? Yes. So what I do is I help Christian women grow their online businesses using podcasting. <clears throat> That's what I do. And the reason that I do this is because after learning all of the ways that the enemy uses the world's way of building a business to actually create addiction in our lives with social media, to steal from being present with our families, and for going through that myself for so many years trying to grow a business and trying to do it his way and finally coming to this realization like, how do I do this in a way that is God honoring? And what I discussed, I actually had a dream in October of 2018 after I was like, Lord, I am YouTubing and Facebooking and Instagram. I'm doing everything and I can't seem to grow. I can't seem to reach the people I'm supposed to reach. And I'm tired and I miss my kids and I want to do this your way. And I heard in a dream, start a podcast very clearly. It felt very prophetic. And I said, okay, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't know what it would be called. I don't understand how that's going to work, but I did it. If anything I had learned, it was do what God says, because it's always the way. <laughs> and so yeah. started podcasting. And within a year, I was able to like really explode this online business that I had. I had leads coming in, knocking on the door. Do you coach? How do we work with you? I had over a hundred thousand downloads on the podcast. And I went, oh my gosh, this is it. Like, this is how I can help other women grow their businesses in less time. So that's what I do. Also, boy mama, coffee obsessed. And um, I'm an advocate for PJs all day is also where we're at. <laughs> I love that. So what is the best way? And I think you've already said it, but there's more, I think, to it, to grow an audience online. Yes. So I know you guys listening right now, you are an author, an aspiring author. You have a product, a devotional, a recipe book. You have something that God's called you to create and it's in your hands. And we're in this, you're in this pivotal space of like, okay, I did the thing or I'm doing the thing, but how do I actually get this thing into everyone's hands? And so what we believe to be the best way to grow an audience is we believe social media is the best way that we have to grow an audience. We have to show up. We have to do reels. We have to make all these connections online. And actually what I've found is that every single thing that you do on a social platform, it has a shelf life. And that shelf life is extremely short. It's typically less than 24 hours. Not only that, but you, the percentage of your followers that actually see you is less than 10%. So you're doing all this work to show up on a platform where it's only shown for 24 hours and only 10% of people see it. So I'm like, there's a problem with that. 
Plus, it perpetuates addiction tendencies and you're constantly feeling like you have to be there and check it. And it's just not a great return on your time investment. So I believe that podcasting is the best way to grow an audience because it's long form content. There's no shelf life. What I've learned is that some of my highest downloaded episodes are from years ago. They still continue to work for me because the titles that I use in my podcast, the keywords that I infuse into the content, that's how people find the show. So what happens is, is podcasting is like so short, you get behind a mic, you record, you put it out into the world, and now it's it's shared for you to all the different platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, anywhere that you would be listening while you drive, while you do something, your show's there. And your title of, you know, let's say like number one recipe for quick, easy meals or how to meal prep in less than 38 minutes a week, like whatever your content is or like number one devotional when you're dealing with anxiety, three scriptures as a Christian entrepreneur, whatever your content is that kind of leads back to your book. Those keywords are getting found by people, and that's how your audience grows. So podcasting podcasting is the best way to grow an audience. I believe there's no shelf life. It's long form. There's a higher trust that happens with the listener, et cetera. I could go on for five years. So I'll stop talking and hear your follow-up question. I get so excited about podcasting. <laughs> I love that. So then how does podcasting work to grow an audience? Because, I mean our family, our friends, our mom, our best friends, of course, they're going to listen. Yep. But how do we get beyond them? Yeah. So give me an example, Athena, of someone that you've worked with and the type of book that they wrote. Well, um, let's just pick uh, one of our team members, Carol, who wrote uh, an award-winning Bible study mm. called Ezra. Okay. So... Carol, when she wrote her Bible study, she goes out and she thinks, how can I grow this audience? So you can either go out and chase people and try to get them to buy your book, right? Right. And that's called one-to-one marketing. That's like, I'm going to get in this Facebook group right now. I'm going to post about my Bible study. I'm going to hope that people get in the DMs with me and I'm going to have conversations that eventually hopefully lead to selling my book. But what I want you to understand is that we have this opportunity with podcasting to create one-to-many marketing. So for example, Carol could have created a really easy podcast, let's say one episode a week, that was, um, it could be called like from Ezra to Eternity or like Ezra's Bible study for Christian women or Bible study for busy moms or weekly Bible study podcast. I mean, anything she wanted that led back to her Bible study. And then she would have episodes that would have to do with this. So for example, maybe you want to think about like, what is your reader going through that they would need the study? Where are their setbacks, their pain points, their their struggles or the outcome that they want? And you create a weekly episode around that. So for example, she may say something like, "Where how to find 15 minutes in the morning to do your Bible study or three ways to create more time to sit with God. So what happens is Carol has these specific keyword-driven episodes where if somebody goes into Google or the podcast app and types in time for Bible study or ways to create time or hear from God or connect with God or Bible study for moms, Carol's episodes actually pop up. So 
the, the search engine optimization of her podcast is working for Carol. Then inside of the episode, she simply says, friend, did you know I have a Bible study all about Ezra that does this, this, and this in your life? Come and grab a copy right now here. So Carol can not only grow her audience quicker using podcasting, she actually converts really quickly without having to get in the DMs, do all this effort because the people are already listening, asking, what do you have for me, Carol? Because I already liked hanging out with you on this on this episode today. So what I'm hearing you say is you have to be intentional about the keywords, the SEO, the search engine optimization. What are the your audience, what are they typing in and looking for and making sure that is part of your content and your copy for that episode so that you're using marketing techniques that are proven mm -hmm. to get your podcast in front of your audience. That's exactly right. And this is not hard because you have just written a book. You're writing a book. You're making this recipe. Like you already know what your person needs and wants. You already know what your reader would be looking for. You're just going to pull those simple little phrases that your ideal reader would be using and create episodes around it. And here's the crazy part. We don't use Instagram as a company and we've grown a podcast that is a top 25%, top 25 podcast in the world in the entrepreneurship category, all from strategic content on the podcast. And I don't actually repurpose, like my podcast is the funnel. So when you think about how do I get readers in, instead of thinking, oh, I started a podcast and now I have to market the podcast everywhere. Don't think of it that way. Think of the podcast is actually going to do the work for me. I just have to sell in the podcast now. So it's making sure that your perspective is on the podcast is my way of growing an audience. It's not just another thing. You can let go of all the other things if you're doing the podcast properly. So the keywords is important. The consistency is super important. And the value you want to really consider is what I'm putting on the podcast really valuable to my reader? And is it going to lead them to the solution of my book or my offer? That's so good. Takeaway and value. You've got, I mean, you can't just go on. I I think of it like some people will just go on Facebook and, well, I fed the cat today. You know, I mean, yeah. just, who cares? Really? Nobody cares. Who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> so make sure you're strategic in your content and the takeaway and that value add so that you're actually providing content that is going to help your listener. It's not just all about buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Right. I am an author. No, right. it's I want to be a resource to you. And those of you who are listening, I have something that will help you. Exactly. And I love that you're reframing the whole podcasting journey and adventure to really strategically audience and what your audience needs in that podcast. Exactly. Which I know that probably has you wondering, well, how do I then sell my book? <laughs> probably because... You're hearing me say like, this is great to grow an audience, which it really is. Like the podcast is, has been the complete driver for 
the email list. It's been where everyone ends up. I sell some online courses and that's where everybody goes and buys the course from is just straight from the podcast. So you're wondering, how do I then sell my book? A few fun things that I want to point out that Athena said was you can't just say, oh, I'm an author and here's my book and here's my book and here's my book, right? We want to also consider, and this, you guys use this wherever you're selling your book, but I want you to consider, imagine that your listener is going to buy the book, okay? Or is going to buy the thing that you you offer. So one of my favorite little things that I do is I say, for example, when you're in chapter two of the Bible study, Ezra, you'll notice that we go through this deep dive into this anxiety work, whatever, right? So you're going to assume that your person's going to go get the book because now they have FOMO, the fear of missing out. They're going, oh my gosh, everyone has the Bible study Ezra except for me. So you're going to use that fun strategy throughout your podcast content or wherever you're going to market. That's, that's for everyone. The other thing you can do is take snippets of your book and read it live on the podcast. So when I think of all the books I've purchased from people that have a podcast, it's because they read a chapter to me. I got super into the book and five seconds later, I had to go and buy it because I thought, what happens next? So you need to be sure that don't be afraid of like, oh, I'm giving it all away. They're not going to buy the book. That's not true. There's no way that you could do that. So go ahead and read a chapter, um, take a few sentences, read a paragraph from your book or your offer and tie it back to what that content is about that week. And then remind them, where do they go get their book? Where can they go grab it to get the rest of the story? And lastly, your last tip for selling on a podcast is I want you to remember that the thing that you created, it is meant for someone. The thing that you created is the answer that someone is praying for. So don't shy away because all of a sudden we're selling something. Lean in. If this is the answer to their breakthrough, if this is the answer to their problem, it's actually your responsibility to make sure they get their hands on it. So that is a reframing in your heart around, I believe you have to have this Bible study on Ezra. I believe that it's for you because this is what it does. And this is why I know that you need it. And like, you really have to lean in when, when you're trying to sell your book and know that it's really an answer to someone's prayer. So that perspective, it's over. Everyone will have it in their hands because they won't be able to stand it because your belief will transfer through your voice. Last reason is that they hear your belief. They hear your conviction and they go, I have to have whatever she has for me or he has for me because that belief has now been transferred into their heart as well. And the spoken word yeah. is powerful when, you know, when the Holy Spirit is involved in what you're doing and God has given you this message and you are, you know, it is the answer to a lot of people's prayer. And really you, you said it well, how can you not make sure that they have every opportunity to take advantage of getting that resource. And I just love that. So, okay. So the big question, how do you start a podcast? That is such a great question, Athena. Um, you know, it's actually so much easier than you think. People 
often come to me and they're like, I'm so overwhelmed. I feel like the tech is going to be too hard or it's going to take so much time or I'm confused about what I would call it. So the reality is there's only four simple steps to getting your podcast into the world. It's actually not as big of a deal as you think. And one of the things I wish I had done sooner was start the show a lot sooner than I did. Like the what it's done in four years, it blows my mind, but imagine what it could have done in six years, right? In 10 years. And so get started, know that it's not going to be perfect, that you can retweak and refine things over time. You can always update. So there's only four simple steps. One is to plan, which is what the heck is my show going to be about? What am I going to call it? What is my art going to look like? What are my content I teach to have three content pillars going to look like for the show? What are my top keywords going to be? And that's a little bit strategic. And I have a free workshop that I'm going to share with you guys in a minute that will help you really get that planning phase really clean. But planning is first. The second is to actually just record, which is so much easier than you think as well. The third step is to edit. And the fourth is to publish. That is all we have to do. There are four easy steps. We can do them within four weeks, in 30 days, and your show is live. And now you're just once a week showing up, following this really simple system to grow your audience. So that's in a nutshell how you start. And I love, can I share how they can go and watch that workshop, Athena, to help them get started? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So I have a workshop called Podcast for Growth, and it's 40 minutes long. And that is going to take you on the journey of understanding how podcasting is used to grow your business, make these sales of your book, of your product. And then at the second half of the workshop, it goes through each of these four steps I just talked about. So how do I plan? How do I edit? How do I um, record? And how do I actually start? So that would be a great place to go and kind of see if this really is the right fit for you. It's podcastforgrowth.com. Well, I'll tell you, anyone who is listening to this podcast that has even had any sort of like, maybe I should be podcasting or maybe I'm afraid of podcasting, but I know God's kind of nudging me. Definitely go to that link, podcastforgrowth.com. Listen to all that Steph has to teach you. I mean, simple four steps. I mean, those Mm -hmm. do not have to be some professional radio personality to do a podcast. People want authentic, authenticity. And if Mm -hmm. you've got something that you know God has given you and it's going to change lives, then use the tools that you're being given. You're being given some tools today to take a next step and to get the training that you need to be able to do what God is calling you to do. Steph, any last encouraging words for our listeners? Because this has been so, so good. Oh, thank you. Thanks again, Athena, for having me. You know, I would just say, no matter where you are in your writing journey, you're starting, you're in the middle of it, you finished, and now you feel like, oh, no, now I'm beginning because I'm selling the thing, you know, know that you're right where you're supposed to be right now. And that God has your perfect story already written. And the best thing that you can do is focus on glorifying him right now today and wherever you are in that journey and not worrying about tomorrow 
He has every single piece already figured out and he has your perfect story lined up for you. So keep going. I love that. Thank you so much for being with us today, Steph. You have just been a delight. Oh, thanks again, Thina. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.